You're listening to Comedy Central. August 8, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Tonight is a hip-hop legend and former member of OutKast. Big Boy is here, everybody! And I feel like you kind of have to be a hip-hop legend with a name like Big Boy, right? Yeah, you can't be out there like, hi, welcome to Olive Garden. I'll be a waiter, Big Boy. He's also here to chat about his new solo album, which is gonna be great. But first, let's catch up on today's headlines. Big news coming out of Hollywood as the Oscars are planning to focus more on movies that people actually watch. Changes are coming to the Oscars. The awards show is adding a popular film category. Movies that become box office hits often nab awards in technical categories, while the new category creates more opportunities for fan favorites to be recognized. Organizers also say next year's Oscars will be more globally accessible. Thank you, Academy. Thank you. I mean, don't get me wrong, artsy movies are great, but like in theory, right? When I watch the Oscars, I wanna see Tom Cruise, right? Not some slob in a rented tux who challenged the way we think about solitude. I wanna see action. <laughs> and here's my opinion. If they wanna appeal to viewers, they should just add more than one new category. Like I wanna see best illegally downloaded movie, <laughs> all right? I want like real categories. Like we need like hottest Chris. <laughs> I want like the Oscar for the best white person playing a minority. That's what I wanna see. And then the Oscar for best Meryl Streep. That's what we want, that's what we want. Spice it up. Uh, in other news, if you think Donald Trump has problems with Muslim women, wait until you hear what British politician Boris Johnson said this week. Boris Johnson set out to criticize Denmark for banning burqas in a recent column for The Telegraph, but instead he became the subject of scrutiny himself after insulting the women who wear them. Johnson said, among other things, it's absolutely ridiculous that people should choose to go around looking like letterboxes. What? You know what's crazy about the story? Is that he said that while criticizing Denmark for banning the burqa. Like, he was like, how dare you target these mailbox-looking people? Oh, you, you guys need to work on your tolerance. You, what, what, now I'm in trouble? Oh, oh, I see, I see what happened. Damn, Boris. Like, the guy probably had one bad experience putting a letter inside a woman with a burqa, and now he's trying to play it off like we all get them confused. And also, just by the way, maybe Boris Johnson isn't the best person to be criticizing the way other people look. All right? Like, maybe he should be wearing a burqa. Like, what's going on over there? Look at this guy. He looks like he just got out of the shower, but somehow it made him dirtier. That's what he looks like. <laughs> like, Boris Johnson looks like if Donald Trump drank. That's what he looks like. <laughs> he looks like if Owen Wilson was addicted to meth and chocolate. That's what he looks like. <laughs> All right, moving on. And I do mean moving on. You'll, you'll understand in a second. Police in Florida got some unexpected help corralling a suspect after a stolen car chase there. Check this out. Helicopter footage from the Seminole County Sheriff's Office shows the car crashing into a ditch Sunday night. Look closely there. Officers capture the driver before he can run very far. Meanwhile, a herd of cows 
goes after the fleeing passenger. South and east of you, um, <laughs> actually the large group of cows is following her. The cows rushed and herded the woman to a nearby dirt road. Deputies were waiting to arrest her. I think this says more about Florida than anything else. <laughs> Things are so crazy there. Even the cows are like, well, someone's got to do something. We've got to do something. <laughs> and of course, everyone thinks it's cute when those cows chase that suspect down. But when I chase down criminals at night dressed as a cow, oh no, Trevor's a dangerous vigilante terrorizing this fair city. I mean... I don't actually know who Cowman is, but whatever his intentions are, I think they're pretty good. All right, let's move on to our top story. Immigrants. They're the one thing Donald Trump hates more than reading and suits that fit. <laughs> and who can blame him? Immigrants are responsible for two of his worst marriages. Since Trump began his campaign, he's headed out for illegal immigrants. And it feels like every week, the Trump administration rolls out a new policy aimed at drop-kicking immigrants out of America. But this week was a doozy. An exclusive NBC News report has revealed a new plan within the White House that could target over 20 million immigrants living in the U.S. legally. A program that would make it more difficult for legal immigrants in this country to become citizens or simply to get green cards. This proposal comes from White House senior advisor Stephen Miller. That's right. Trump is now coming for legal immigrants. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me. I, uh... <laughs> I've had a wonderful time. I mean, don't get me wrong. I always thought I would get kicked out of America, but I thought it would be for the way I say zebra. Uh, <laughs> not just for being an immigrant. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna stick with that. It's zebra, okay? <laughs> it's just like Debra, but with a Z. And it's not a Z, it's a Z. But look, I'm getting carried away. I'm getting carried away. <laughs> Trump is coming for legal immigrants. And really, it's no surprise that this latest anti-immigrant policy is the brainchild of Stephen Miller senior White House advisor and young Mr. Burns. Because <laughs> although we don't often hear from Miller, don't ever forget, he's the mastermind who shaped many of Trump's cruelest policies, including the Muslim ban, uh, overturning DACA, and kids in cages. Yeah, so this guy is so evil, Satan has assigned Stephen Miller jersey in his bedroom. <laughs> he's like, now that guy's a pro, I love him, man. <laughs> because uh, where less creative people might say, what excuse could there possibly be to get rid of people who already live here legally, Stephen Miller found a way. The White House effort led by senior advisor Stephen Miller would make citizenship or legal status tougher to obtain if they or anyone in their household has ever used some public assistance programs in this country. This could affect up to 20 million legal immigrants in the United States who are trying to get green cards or move towards citizenship if they use programs like Obamacare, child health insurance, food stamps, even some tax incentives already built in. God damn. Cranium over here is an evil genius. Because you, you see what he's done, right? They're saying the U.S. won't allow legal immigrants to stay in the U.S. if they've ever used what they call public assistance. And what's interesting is that that description ranges from food stamps all the way through to Obamacare, which, by the way, you had to get by law. So thanks, Obama. Some of us don't want to go back to Kenya, okay? <laughs> and under this new policy, if you're an immigrant, they could kick you out for breaking the law or they could kick you out for following the law. Yeah, and let's just take a moment to acknowledge just how far this escalator we've come down. 
night, because when Trump began his journey, his message was this. We have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. They're removing the bad ones, and that's where, where our focus is. It's the bad ones. We're looking at the bad ones, and I said that from day one. I said, from the day I'm president, we're getting rid of the bad ones. Okay, fine. So first it was bad hombres, out. Right? And who could argue with that? I mean, bad is right there in the name. Why did they call themselves bad hombres? I mean, <laughs> that's the price you pay. But then as time progressed, it moved to, I know there are good hombres, but they came here in a bad way. So adios, muchachos. <laughs> yeah, but that was it. I mean, those people were illegal, right? Everyone else was cool because they came in legally. And no one loves legal more than Trump. Donald Trump stands for the rule of law. He respects the immigrants who came here legally, who played by the rules, who waited their turn. I promise you, he is gonna remain completely focused on American citizens what? and people who are here legally and how we get this I don't understand why people who play by the rules. I, I want people to come in. I want, I want immigrants to come in, but they have to come in legally. Legally, folks, <laughs> legally. Now, it can also be barely legally. In fact, I prefer it that way, but legally, either way, legally. But now we also see that that's, that's not true anymore, right? If you came here legally and you used certain services you were allowed to use legally, now the Trump administration is telling you to get the out, right? Bad hombres, good hombres, hombres. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if one day he goes after people he considers hombre-ish. <laughs> Yeah, and look, I know, I know in the Constitution, the 14th Amendment says if you were born in the United States, you're a citizen. But if Donald Trump had his way, I think he would get rid of that too. The 14th Amendment is very questionable as to whether or not somebody can come over, have a baby, and immediately that baby is a citizen. Right. The 14th Amendment. You know, I had these guys on television, oh, you can't change the 14th Amendment. It'll take so long. On that, I agree. But you know what? An act of Congress, the 14th Amendment, I was right on it. You can do something with it, and you can do something fast. You can do something fast. Trump really doesn't know anything about American politics. He thinks Congress can do something fast. That's what he thinks. That's his idea. I've seen them so fast. It reminds me of that story, Tortoise and the Hare, both super fast, same speed. But, but you heard him, you heard him. If Trump had his way, even being born in the US wouldn't guarantee that you can stay. Yeah. And I know a lot of people always think that Trump's immigration policy won't affect them. But here's the way you gotta think of it. Trump's immigration policies are a lot like an STD. It can get to anybody, <laughs> no matter who you are or where you come from. And the more people it spreads to, the more likely it is that you'll be the next one to get Donald Rhea. We'll be right back. <laughs> is a Grammy Award-winning rapper, actor, and record producer whose latest album is called Boomiverse. Please welcome Big Boy! Wow, welcome to the show. What's up, buddy? This is so amazing having you here. I mean, I've been a fan of yours since I began listening to hip-hop music. You have been instrumental in shaping what many people consider just music today, you sure. know? Are you, are you um, surprised at how music has changed in terms of like hip hop just being the default music? Um, you know, um, hip hop has always been the voice of the youth, you know what I mean? And so 
for it to be spreading across, you know, the whole world. Um, it's, it's the voice of rebellion, you know what I mean? And right. it started out, you know, outcast, Southern playlist of Cadillac music when it wasn't cool to be from the South. And now, you know, the South is kind of running the gambit. So proud of that. You're proud of that for a good reason, because, I mean, like, music that comes out of Atlanta and the music that is shaped by Atlanta has essentially become hip-hop. Everyone, you know, from Drake through to ASAP Rocky, everyone has some type of influence in their music from Atlanta right now. Yeah. You are still in the music game. Yeah. You are still making music. But what, what I find interesting is it seems like you enjoy touring more than the accolades that come from the music. Yeah. I'm, the best, you know, touring to me is my favorite part. Of, I mean, besides creating the music, but to get a chance to travel and see different cultures and, and go to Japan and Australia and Europe. Like, when we first started out, I mean, we hadn't been out of Atlanta, or maybe the Disney World of Florida. But, you know, <laughs> you, you go to Europe or France and you see different cultures. It right. just expand, expands your mind. And you see that, you know, life is bigger than the block or the neighborhood where you live from. So it's important to travel. Were you ever amazed at some of the countries you'd go to where people couldn't speak English, but they could sing every lyric of your song? It, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you say the words that word for word, and then right. after the show, you be like, so how you doing? You're like, huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, hey, man, but music is a universal language. You know? Right. I, I saw just yesterday, you, you, retweet, you retweeted, according to Forbes, Atlanta is the number one city where African Americans are doing the best economically. Yeah. Hashtag city of opportunities. How does Atlanta as a city seem different to you? Because, I mean, you're someone who has been there through so many different phases of Atlanta. Do you, do you, have you seen a, a complete change? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, first it started with, you know, L.A. Raid and Babyface with LaFace Records. And, you know, they gave us a shot and they had TLC and Tony Braxton. And then uh, the movie industry came. And so along with that came the traffic. And then I guess <laughs> for the past five or six years, like, Atlanta traffic is like New York and L.A. traffic right. now. And that's, I think that's when I discovered, yeah. That's how you know you've made it. Yeah, yeah. You're the, you're the one person, everyone else is honking in the traffic and you're sitting there like, we made it. <laughs> that's right. No, no, you can come on in. We made it. That's, that's how you know you made it. You, you talk about people giving each other a shot. And, yeah. you know, one of the artists who has been eternally grateful to you is Janelle Monet, who yeah. I love and adore. Word. She's got such an interesting voice and a style and, and just her music is amazing. Why was it so important to you to go out and find artists who most record labels may not have seen as a commercially viable product? Um, I think for me, like, two of my greatest accomplishments outside of being an outcast is signing Janelle Monet and Killer Mike. And so, you know, finding those artists and, and seeing that there's, you know, artists that can kind of take the baton and run with it. You right. know what I mean? They both kind of knew what they wanted, and I didn't have to really babysit them what they were doing. It's just, like, help them flesh out ideas and to see where they are right now. Yeah. It's just, I'm like a proud big brother of both of them, for sure. You've got, uh, you've got Boomiverse, which has been out for a while now, yeah. and yet is still charting. Yes. Which is, yeah, I mean... Yes. That is honestly, a, like, a testament to how you create music. Yeah. It's not often that you find an album that goes onto the charts and then just steadily keeps on climbing. The more people listen to it, the more they enjoy yeah. it, the more they enjoy it, the more they're playing it. You're out on the road and you're playing it. What did you want Boomiverse to be for people and what have you found people take from it? Um, I think Boomiverse to me is like, uh, Boomiverse is a whole nother dimension of music. Like uh, the big boom is like the big bang theory. Like right. whenever I make music, it's, I want to do something that's totally different from anything I've ever done, you know what I mean? So it's, it's challenging to push yourself for new melodies, rhyme patterns, uh, beat-wise, and just to kind of create that project that's going to be one cohesive body of work. So um, music right now is recreational to me, and I do it because I love it, 
and I love touring and seeing the fans. So to kind of break down different barriers of music and still doing it like almost 25 years. Right. We started when we were like 16. It's, it's great, man, to see the fans still loving it. It's, it's generations of people that listen to the music and, and follow what we do. So whenever, whenever I see the way you're living life, I always feel like you, you're living it the way I always dreamed to live it, and that is just doing what you love. So it's yeah. making the music, touring, finding new artists, and then you're doing really cool stuff, like you're working on an animated show as well, right? Yes, yes. You're going to be voicing like an animated show now? Yes, yes. It's um, called Hotland of Wax. And I... I, I, I <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I play, I play a, like a retired CIA James Bond special agent right. who buys a car wash that's on like an ancient burial ground. And um, it's sci-fi, so you have like uh, zombie strippers, uh, 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 dinosaurs... You know, it's real, real quirky, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I picked that up. I like, you didn't have to go beyond zombie strippers. Yeah, I, uh... yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just like kind of, you know, sci-fi, it's, it's fun. I'm with you, yeah. I'm with you. And tell me about the animals, because like yeah. one thing I did not know about Big Boy, I never pictured you as an animal breeder, as someone who's like into the, the world of growing animals. Yes, well, I mean, me and my brother got um, unbelievable bulldogs. We started, you know, kind of uh, breeding Pitbulls maybe back maybe 20 years ago. Right. And then we got into French Bulldogs. And then my new fetish now, I... I um, uh, <laughs> so I got into uh, owls. Like owls? Owls, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my assistant, Shay, she's into birds. And uh, the guy who trains her birds brought this owl to the studio one time. Right. And I fell in love with him. And I bought two owls, Hootie and Houdini. Hootie, Hootie. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know? Like Mike Tyson had tigers, I got birds. Hey, man, you live in the dream. Thank, Thank you so you, much for Appreciate being on the that. show. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.